What's it called? What's it called? What's it called? No, he doesn't even know what it's called. What's it called? What's it called? Hey, you fucking pieces of shit. Welcome to... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you fucking sex of pus. I uh, <laughs> really sex of pus. <laughs> yeah, you fucking oh god, you fucking Ralph's bags. Welcome to our. Uh... <laughs> okay, look, I want to say something to the audience. Uh, Ralph's is like Kroger. Sure. Yeah, it's like Piggly Wiggly for fucking uh, losers. <laughs> I know we have some listeners on the East Coast. Who don't appreciate us saying Ralph? Actually, I think it's just that they're all they're all West Coast, but they're all Gelson's shoppers. Because oh, uh, Gelson's, unbelievable! Gelson's is like prices that are that make me laugh out loud. Unbelievable! My girlfriend hey, six almonds, thirty five bucks. The the grocery store by my girlfriend's place is in Erewhon. You ever been to Erewhon? I would never. I don't. I just that's a Lord of the Rings ass name. I'm not shopping at a. That sounds expensive. It's first of all, it's an anagram for the word nowhere. It's an op, it's almost nowhere backwards, uh. which is just like, oh, shut up. And then it's like, uh, yeah, three almonds for fifteen dollars. But here's why it costs more. We don't like you. That's why. <laughs> uh, <laughs> also, we, anagrams shouldn't be happening. There's no point in them. Yeah. That, what are we doing? We're just mixing up words. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's only for serial killers. I'm so sick of anagrams. It's not funny. It's not interesting. That's no. Great. Hey, letters can be in the wrong order. Mm. Figure out something better with your day. I don't like uh, it. You, uh, you tubes of bile. You uh, fucking. I. <laughs> Wait, we do need to name our. Have we named our fans? Yeah, they are tubes of bile. Tubes they are of bile. <laughs> Ew. I'm sorry. This is actually obviously. I, I mean. I hope it's obvious that I'm kidding, but even that was so gross, I feel like it was disrespectful. So thank and you. Bile is almost vomit, isn't it? It's like part of vomit. Yeah, it's like the thing that sits in your stomach and you yeah. puke it up when okay. uh, you're... Uh, I only hear it after the word anti-Semitic. I hear people go, it's that same anti-Semitic bile that Hitler fomented in the... People love to say it after anti-Semitic. Damn, how many people in your life talk about anti-Semitic bile? Uh, so far, just Joe Biden and uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, the same bile. It is so funny how he's like, he is uh, a perfect genius in comparison to Donald Trump, and he is also one of my least favorite people on earth. <laughs> it's it's true. I watch him talk, and I'm like, thank God we have like a regular guy talking about stuff yeah. that involves him caring, and it seems like he's trying. I'm also not talking about the fourteen hundred dollars, two thousand dollars thing, of which I whatever we can talk about that. But I, yeah, I'm I'm just talking like I'm sick of this centrist bullshit. Uh, just help, just send everybody to college and get rid of the virus and give us all health care. Like, what is the problem? And right. uh, he's so he's still this like old man who won't do the stuff he should do, but uh, simultaneously. Uh, the greatest thing that's ever happened to me, and I love him so much. Yeah, it's like if you replace George Bush with his brother, I'd be like, sweet, fuck. Ah, it's not <laughs> ah, better, but totally. mm, <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I, Why did I wish for this? I mean, it's, it's also what's funny about the centrist horseshit is uh, Trump was like 2,000, and AOC was like 2,000, and then the center is somehow less than both. It's like, who about 1,400? It's like, well, how's that the center of anything? Yeah. It's worse than both sides. I want give me a lot of money. I like a lot of money. The month give pay people to stay home. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just becoming like such a petulant little baby about it because I don't know what else to do. Nothing works. They yeah. don't do it, and it's just like, why aren't you helping? Uh, <laughs> pay people to stay home. Um, send sex robots to everyone's house if they want them. Yes. Uh, you know, single people, people, single people are getting really horny and, and ruining the world. And uh, so are married people. But uh, I say we mail a sex robot to every single person's place along totally. with 2000 bucks a month. And um, actually, you know what? I'm going to stop you there. 
I don't think we should. Uh, I don't want to send sex robots to everybody. I think we should send me. I'll, <laughs> I'll fuck everybody. <laughs> everybody. Dude, that's not your next album title. I don't know what you're doing. The only man who's ever had sex. Followed by. Sequel, I'll, I'll fuck everybody. everybody. I've man, I've been saying it ever since I was I became of legal age, man. Mm-hmm. And dude, yeah, I had a countdown clock till when I was 18. You know what I mean? <laughs> I feel like the countdown clock for other people to turn 18 is not only gross uh, and manipulative, but but ridiculous. Like it does. You're the one who wants to fuck. You know what about right. you? Also, I remember turning 18. <laughs> Nothing changed that at midnight on that day. Yeah. I was no, I wasn't any smarter or more developed. So it's like that. You that means you're really creepy because it's nothing. Ha- it's like if. If on that day my pubes turned dark, I'd be like, I'm glad you had that clock going, but you're just a creep. You still wanted to. Totally. I don't know how they don't see it. It's the most self-incriminating. I mean, it is the grossest, creepiest shit of all time. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it just is. It's uh, real bad. It should really, have... you should do a countdown clock to 25 because that's when it's okay. I don't think anybody should have sex with anybody under 25. That's. I think that's wrong, unless you're under 25. I don't think you should be allowed to talk until you're 36. I agree with that. Yeah. My dad told me empathy starts when you're 50. I'm not kidding at all. He's like, that's when you really care. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> wow, no. you had me when you were 21. Yeah. Uh... <laughs> Our dads had us when they were 12. I swear, like, I look at pictures of my dad's wedding. Totally. Like, There's another thing about so young. our generation's dads. It's like, what... What was in your diet, the sunlight and the water, to make you capable of doing that mustache? I don't know. Those mustaches in the 70s, dude, they were like, they were thick as a book. How did they they do that? Well, they were breathing in nothing but poison all day. And every man was a mechanic when they were 11. Right. Um, And they still, I know people say, ooh, it's perspective, whatever. No. You were more... They were just like, I see the pictures of us at 30 and then Mm. our dad's generations at 30. They still look older at 30. Yeah, they look like shit in their 30s. And then you go back. It's crazy. I don't know what it is. Was it smoking? Did they all smoke? I think there might be something that happens to your body when you wear a short sleeve button up shirt with a tie. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Which, by the way, is a is a look we need to bring back. Uh, the Homer Simpson look that our, our dads all carried around. <laughs> I, uh, it also feels like they all, all the jobs of all the dads uh, in our dad's generation. It's like, damn, you all worked at the Department of Justice, I think. <laughs> like everybody worked for the government and they weren't in the military. They did their four <laughs> years and then they were a civilian in the military. I remember my mom told me once my, that was legitimately my grandfather's job and I had never met him. He died before I could, but apparently he worked in the in the <laughs> uh he worked somewhere in the DOJ or for like something in the government and um he came home one day and uh gave my mom a rock. It was a rock. And uh, he was like, um, they came back with a bunch of rocks from Nagasaki today. And they said uh, a lot of us could keep them. So isn't this cool? This is an actual rock from Nagasaki. And uh, and then like five years (laughs) later, uh, apparently my grandfather just like marched into a room and took the rock out because he realized that it was radioactive what (laughs) what (laughs) yeah so i don't know that probably gave me some mental illness in some way that's Um, another good thing about the old days is everything was bad and nobody knew it yet like things that are obviously bad (laughs) i know dude everybody fucking everybody smoked everybody would eat just like craft singles for a meal yeah just like didn't matter yeah, and they were like, eat cheese for your bones. Like, just insanity. Hey, eat. The- <laughs> totally. What's a seatbelt? Go faster. Uh, <laughs> um, 
Yeah. Okay. By the way, this show is called What's It Called? Yes. I'm, oh shit. Yeah. I'm Dave Ross. I'm Caleb Sinan. And uh, here's the thing with this show: we don't know what it's called, and uh, we don't know what the premise is. So we're trying to come up with uh, one that works for us. We also, since we're naming professionals. We'll name things for you. Our email is what the hell is it called at gmail.com. If you need your business, your uh, dog, your baby, your podcast, whatever named. We've already had a couple successes. We yeah, named, we have. Uh, We've uh, named a lot of stuff so far. Absolutely. Here's the thing I wanted to put to you, Caleb, real quick, though. Today, I'm really tired and I don't want to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so. So if you want to just not do any of that today, I'm down, man. I'm down with no, that. No, we don't have to do it. A lot of people that they make the mistake of of uh, of being all married to their concept. Yeah. Ooh, we gotta watch every movie Sopranos episode backwards and try to figure it out every week. And uh, you know, why would you <laughs> nail yourself down to a premise? Uh, I will say a podcast where you watch. Every episode of The Sopranos backwards is sounds like the most the most fun podcast to listen to and the absolute worst podcast to host. Could you imagine? Yeah. Oh, um, I can because that is my other podcast. I should have said that earlier. Uh, I have a podcast with Troy Walker. Wow, it's called Canceled. <laughs> it's and, called uh, It's because it's because Italians are somehow more racist in reverse. Uh, uh, I think that holds up. Do you think that that uh, I'll bet you, man, dude, we should watch one episode of The Sopranos in reverse, yeah. you and I together, because I want to see. I'll bet you it still looks really stereotypically Italian. Like yeah. they don't say "hey," but they do say "yay." <laughs> <laughs> And then it'll just be like scene after scene of them healing a guy's wounds with a baseball bat. And you're like, what a good guy. Wow. Fuck. That's so funny. Healing a guy's wounds. Just pulling the blood out. Just digging yeah. out with a baseball bat. Yeah. <laughs> and then you yeah. watch his marriage get better each week. You're like, this guy's really working on it. His kid keeps losing weight. God damn. Yeah. They get they're getting chased by a guy who owns a local business, and then at the end of the chase, the guy decides not to make a bet. Uh, <laughs> oh man! <laughs> we'll name this podcast "Reverse Racism," and it'll just be it'll be us watching <laughs> Sopranos backwards. Check it well, out. Oh, good, Earwolf. We fucking did it. We did yeah. the premise of the show, and now we don't have to do our goddamn work anymore. I'm that's right. I we really don't have am. Work to do. Here's the thing, dude. Quarantine has got me down, man. It really has. It's got me. Uh, I am trapped. Luckily, I have my girlfriend and we hang out. But other than that, I see no one. I don't even go to the grocery store because things are surging so much. Instacart? Instacart? Inst I Instacart. It feels oh, like, uh, you know, what is a career? What is life? What are friends? What is what is any of this? I did all this stuff and I can't do that anymore. And so I just am kind of losing it. And for some reason in the past few days, I've just been like chilling and uh, not worried about it. And that's why. That's why in this episode, I just want to keep. I feel like if I start to think or or show concern in any regard, I'll just feel like that again. And fuck that, dude. Right. No, here's what I like. Um, I, I imagine like when I was a kid, they told us like you do this, you go to college, that's where you meet your wife. Then you and her move into a house after your honeymoon, and the house is paid for, and then you have a kid. And so you work till you're sixty, and then you retire, and you go to the Caribbean. And that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Life. I thought those were mandatory. Like I thought it was like it's class. Like this period, this period, this period. I thought that's what happened to all of us. I like how your Turns guidance out, counselor was Billy Madison. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do that many voices. Uh, that was the voice of my counselor, uh -huh. and uh, and then turns out. We all got to, in the middle of our life, for some reason, experience retirement and death while still being alive and young. 
where it's like it feels <laughs> yeah. like we're looking back on our lives like yo remember hanging out at the virgil it's like the virgil's <laughs> totally. oh man i had an old friend named rob hayes you remember rob it's like rob's alive lives two miles away ah we had good times i used to do stand-up comedians and i used to go to like it's it sounds like, so bizarre it's like 90 percent billy madison 10 percent uh tim allen uh <laughs> In home improvement. You're like, we used to go down to the bar and oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Well, oh, I was trying wow. to do the voice of a kid in high school play playing an old guy. Because they always that's the voice they think old they're like, Well, come close so I can oh, see sure. your face. I'm an old man. It's like never never convincing. Oh dude, something I do something pressing I do need to bring up. Um I talked to Steph Tolev, and I promised her that we would ask people to stop messaging her. Yeah. Yeah, guys. <laughs> remember when we said she would hate it? She does. <laughs> she hates it. She does not like it. She won't stop texting me. She didn't yeah. think it's funny at all. Um, yeah. And I guess turns out it wasn't funny. It was enjoyable for a while, but uh, she does not care for that. Yeah. It sucks because if she had laughed about it, it would be funny. But since yeah. she completely hates it, the whole thing is a wash. Yeah. You got to, you know, and obviously it's fine because I've texted with her and I, I've been like, sorry, but we're also laughing about it. I will say this. Um, I in the f the thing that I think really got her <laughs> was that a few of you did it every single day. <laughs> <laughs> and while like. <laughs> Dude, that's this is also like I feel like we're like a small scale of like Trump where we're like text uh, yell at our friends it's funny do it every day and then they did and we're like oh shit oh, this no. is bad what have well, we done so I want you to yeah I mean as you can tell we we think that's pretty funny it's pretty the dedication but is impressive and it and yeah I think that's it it was funny we did it it's over so please kindly I just didn't. Yeah. We didn't, didn't really like think about it. She didn't like it, and so and so we got to stop because that's that's the deal. We're all fun. We're this is not this is not a podcast, nor can it ever be a podcast where we're like, hey, yeah, <laughs> and then somebody <laughs> felt bad, and that's good. <laughs> we don't want anyone to feel bad, fucking ever. But yeah, thanks for having fun with us, and uh, yeah. we know your intentions were good. Our intentions were good, but the reality—that's the funny thing. I want to say this too about like. When you're like joking around amongst friends, talking shit, making fun of each other, mm -hmm. there's this there's this piece of that that some people leave out. And in my personal opinion, it's the most important piece. Um, you like you all shit on each other. And then if someone goes, hey, then you should be like, oh, my God, we didn't mean yeah. it that way. We did not mean it that way. And then you learned that that's off limits. And then you keep talking shit. Because it's fun to do that, but everyone there knows that's off limits. Yeah. Yeah, but then sure. there's this other thing. People are like, oh, what are you, a little baby? <laughs> you a little baby? And you can't, <laughs> you can't like, take it when I say the thing you don't like? And it's like... Right, it's like, is that how you treat babies? <laughs> you should also be nice to babies. <laughs> you should be really nice to babies. Yeah, what, uh, the, what the hell? Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's also like, do man, how... How, what is your life like that when people get mad at you, you don't feel bad? Right. I get, I get, I feel bad when I think someone might be mad at me. Yeah. I feel bad when someone says something nice and I think they might have meant something bad. <laughs> right. I feel bad when I feel like I've done something bad and everyone else thinks I didn't. You yeah. know what I mean? And I'm like, I'll, I'll be like, I'm, I'm really sorry. And they're like, it's totally fine, man. We didn't really have an issue with that. And I'm like, yeah, but. Please like me, though. And they're like, we do. Oh, and yeah. I'm like, no, you don't. <laughs> I feel like the human brain, like, you know how, oh, the things evolve and get better. Why, how come I can still remember uh, the look on uh, my friend Nicole's face when I said something dumb in second grade? Right. Why can I still remember? Like, and then I'll forget. Somebody's like, oh, I forget nice stuff. It's like, why would I need to remember that? I guess it's so I, I don't say a mean thing again. I remember how the negative, I don't well, know. Well, it's shame and empathy. And, yeah. uh, you know, shame sucks because it hurts so bad. And yeah. 
shame is like a thing I've always thought that we should try to figure out how to turn into a different, more productive emotion. But still, you feel it because you're a good person, I think. And not everybody has that. I mean, yeah. like, I, dude, the, when you're like a shit talky comedy person, whether you're a comedian or not, the thing is that what happens over time is you get better and better and better at it. So your batting average is just higher and higher and higher. And that's why, like, people who don't start trying to be funny until later in life, you'll be hanging out with right. them. And they'll just say something where you're like, I realize that we both just said something mean. And there's not really that big of a difference. But yours was way over the line and mine wasn't. And I can't yeah. explain why. It just is yeah and, uh, either way my point is that even though your batting average gets high you never get to a perfect batting average and dude there's no worse feeling in the world than like reading the room being like this is funny to say based on what i know about these people and what i understand about the situation you say it and you're like bad call that mm -hmm. came out so wrong i am so sorry <laughs> yeah i yeah it's it's tough yeah like um some things it's just also like you don't know the certain day. Like some, there's some days where it's funny, and some day, oh, you just don't know, and you're yeah. just kind of guessing. Uh, like I don't know. I think anytime you call someone fat hurts. <laughs> you should yes. all know. Like whenever people are like like people, and they still think they can get it in there. Like looks like you haven't missed many meals, and I'm like that's the thing I'm worried about most. Yeah. Uh, thanks for bringing that up, I me. Mean, but it's like some of it I love. Like my high school buddies, uh, I've known them since middle school. Like I've known these guys forever. They remember they they've seen everything and especially with comedy and like they remember in like 2011 when I made a Facebook page for me mm -hmm. <laughs> like I had my profile and then I made a Facebook page <laughs> and I realized almost immediately that was a horrible idea <laughs> uh -huh. I didn't need to do it <laughs> having done stand up for three weeks uh, so it's an embarrassing thing you're a new comedian you make a mistake but to this day to this day. They will still call me, hey, look, it's comedian Caleb signing. <laughs> yes. And they know it makes me it like I feel such intense full body shame. Yeah. That they yeah, all yeah. remember getting that notification being like, oh, you want me to like your fan page? You fucking dick. <laughs> and it's still funny. I love it makes me laugh. Like, I, I love that they remember that and still think it's funny. But, you know, if you call someone fat, that's never nice. Right. No one likes to be called fat, even if you're not fat. Everyone somehow has that in their head. It's just uh, you can't do it. It's not a yeah. it's not a roast. Man. Yeah. It's hard. Yeah, it's tough. I think yeah. I think that that all that stuff too is why you remember like that second that thing that happened to you in second grade. Mm -hmm. I'll bet you that that like you didn't think about that for a long time, right? And then one day it popped into your head. Yeah. And it's like, it's probably because you got older and you got better at it. And then you just had that memory and you were like, oh, yeah, that was like, I would never do that now, knowing what I know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I don't know what you said, but I'm not talking about like really awful things. It's just sometimes you just word something wrong and whew, damn. Yeah, uh, and then when you're a kid, you think being mean's okay. Like, you know, someone's mean uh, to you, and you're like, "Well, I'll be mean back." Yeah. And then you're like, "It turns out that made it worse." Totally. But you don't know that yet because you're, you're seven. You also like there's so much like misjudging your relationship with people. Mm -hmm. I'm sure like times I've gotten my feelings hurt. Uh, a handful of it was that I just like yeah. yeah. Yeah, I, I remember in second grade, for some reason at our school, the policy was sec uh, you uh, girls were allowed to hit guys. <laughs> Wow. Like, I'll tell my teacher, I'd be like, eh, she just hit me. And she, that'd be like, well, kids. And I'd be like, it hurt. And she's like, well, girls can hit boys. It's how they say I love you. And I'm like, I don't think she likes me at all. And if she does, I still would like her to stop. I don't I don't enjoy it. I kind of like her the least because it hurts when she hits. Like, I would say, say all that. Yeah. They'd be like, well, why don't you say something mean to her? And then I was like, well, no, this is... I think we're all learning the wrong lesson. Well, call her a bitch. And I'm like, I don't know. What? In the 90s, no solution worked. <laughs> Everything the teacher said was wrong. <laughs> and now wow. I still just remember it. And I'm like, well, this that's a great way to grow up. 
damn, you went to a weird school, man. You went to like a really crazy. Yeah. Hey, they were trying their best. They were trying their best. I I don't know if they were. I'm trying to give them something. Not all my teachers were bad, but a lot of them gave me very counterproductive advice. I just love that being a teacher. I mean, that's the fun thing about uh, fucking. I don't even know, man. I don't want to think. We've been over this. I don't want to try. I don't even remember what I was saying. Who gives a shit, man? (laughs) Caleb can see, but you can't see. I've had a gun in my mouth this entire... (laughs) And I'm not talking about the barrel, like the whole gun. Like the entire... The whole thing. He's going to pull the trigger with his tongue. Yeah, I have a fucking... And it's a shotgun. It's a whole... (laughs) It's a... I have an entire shotgun in my... I have a very long mouth. Not a yeah. lot of people know that about me. Little dick, little dick long mouth. That's what Please they call tweet me. a picture of a gun at Dave with the caption, little dick long mouth. Actually, that's how we'll know. Please don't do that, actually. I'm going to say... Okay. Yeah. You'll probably get banned from Twitter. Honestly. Well, I'll probably get banned from Twitter, but also, like, even though I get the joke, I'm going to say that that's something that when I see it, it'll scare me. Yeah. Please tweet at Dave and say, nope. I nope. love you unconditionally. <laughs> and a, a tweet a picture of a sunrise with I love you unconditionally at Dave. And I think he'll enjoy that. Well, now there's no way they're not going to tweet a picture of a gun and little dick long mouth. But you <laughs> and look, I understand the bit and I think it's very funny. OK, it is funny. It's but funny. put yourself. Imagine this. You just look at your Twitter mentions, and in there, there's a picture of a gun and the phrase little dick. And so it's going to take you a solid 15 seconds to remember that it happened on the podcast, which anything can happen in that 15 seconds. You know what I mean? I've got got a gun, bullets, and cocaine in my room. You know what I mean? I could die like that. (laughs) (laughs) That's not true. I don't do drugs, and I hate guns. But I could. You know what I mean? I got poison. I got a vat of acid. I could be dead in a fucking millisecond, man. That's right. Don't and he means it. I'm a Bond villain, you know. <laughs> I got, uh, yeah, I got this jerk off suspended over a piranha tank in my living room right now. How come they haven't done that? How come James Bond never had a villain who seems nice at first? Like it's always the most clearly evil. It's like how about us? How about a charming one who's who's a real problem? Yeah, it's also they always have some sort of uh, like crazy disability. Uh, Doctor Hookhand, Doctor <laughs> uh, Mean Doctor Hookhand, who lives underground. Right. And um, when they meet, he's like, "Hello, Mister Bond. These are my seventy-five cats." Uh, <laughs> actually, I think I'm just describing Inspector Gadget right now. Right. What if it was just like <laughs> Paul Rudd as himself? who happens to be the worst man in the world. That's my one, one of the cool things about the Incredibles in the Incredibles two, the villain is uh, this kid that just wanted to be Mr. Incredible and he's jealous, which makes a lot more sense. Like somebody who just has their feelings hurt. And so from the perspective, (laughs) (laughs) perspective, man, I hello, I'm Dr. Feelings hurt. uh, (laughs) Dr. Feelings. Oh, Please tweet a picture of Dave at me that says Dr. Feelings. That is what they that is what they should call me. I'm Dr. Feelings. <laughs> Hello, I'm Dr. Feelings. I don't have a degree, but I'm upset. <laughs> Uh, hello, I'm Dr. Feelings. Uh, I was dumped once. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm still very sad about Jennifer. (laughs) (laughs) I'm still very sad. (laughs) Oh, man. I Uh, sleep. (laughs) Back off, Bond. Otherwise, I'm going to fall asleep under my weighted blanket. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) <laughs> God damn it. Mr. Bond. <laughs> Mr. Bond. We're going to hook up for a while and I'll take it a little too serious. <laughs> and you'll feel bad for it, even though it was never a commitment. You'll, you'll look back on it with a bit of regret. <laughs> the same as I, I will. 
but you'll move on, of course, of course, and I'll be, I'll be left to wonder, and I'll, I'll just wonder forever in my lair. <laughs> my lair is still uh, mm-hmm. oddly close to where, where, where you live, and uh, you'll see me at the store a couple times a year. And we'll both pretend. We'll both we'll... pretend we didn't. We know. And for you, it'll be a moment that you think about for possibly a day, but for me. <laughs> It'll be all I have, and I'll go, and I'll go back to my underground secret lair, and I'll have my evil henchmen make me hot chocolate, <laughs> because it's the only thing that makes me feel better. And I'll watch Love Actually again. <laughs> I'll pass out, drunk watching, and then create a burner account so I can watch your stories without you seeing that I've seen your stories so that so that you won't know I'm still looking interested in what, where you are and what you do and, uh, yes yes Mr. Bond perhaps this time you've got mail <laughs> oh no <laughs> oh man Dr. Feeling strikes again. Uh. <laughs> when I go home for Christmas, my mother will ask about you, and I'll go, oh, it's nothing, and she'll be able to tell this pain behind my eyes. Of course, of course. <laughs> Mama Feelings always knows. <laughs> she was the original supervillain, Mama Feelings, Yes. She had her heart smashed by the green hornet. (laughs) And I was born. That's right. (laughs) I was born out of a loveless one-night stand between Mama Feelings and the green hornet. (laughs) And that's why I like to wear so many rings. Oh my god. This character is a lot. He is a oh, handful. Doc I, dude, how about this? A villain called a villain called Dr. Handful. Dr. Handful. <laughs> and he's just he's just a lot. Yeah. Uh, he just shows up and he just like won't stop talking and everyone's like, fine, all right, God, take my money. Jesus yeah. Christ. For the first hour of the movie, you're like, I like that. They're just like, shit. <laughs> oh my god, I wish this Dr. Handful would shut the fuck up. Dr. Hanfel, like, you already changed into your pajamas and he still won't leave your house. He's like, why don't we watch another movie? And you're like, ah, I'm really I ready go to bed. bed. Some, I need alone time, Dr. Hanfel. Oh, I see. I see. You just want to be away from me. No, man. I We're totally friends. No, 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 no. I get it. No, no, no. Take your alone time, Mr. Bond. I've noticed you spend more time in the bathroom over the last hour, and I believe it's... <laughs> you you are on your iPad because you would rather not be spending time with me, and I'm just yeah. out here. No, I had to take a shit. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Everyone on Earth has to take three shits a day. Okay. Let me see. Oh, man. Oh, boy. We this... really, we we really hit a hit a hit, hit a ner- something. I hope we... everybody else thinks I, there's nothing funnier to me than Doctor Feelings. The <laughs> Dr. Feelings and Dr. Handful. That needs to be, man, just two two people that had their feelings hurt, and so they just want to kill everyone as a result, and they live yeah. together in the same secret lair. Oh, my God. I love that. I mean, that's, that's that got to be the name of this episode is Dr. Feelings. <laughs> Dr. Feelings. <laughs> Dr. Feelings also sounds like a terrible call-in show. Oh, I know. Those... <laughs> I love like um, those shows are so funny. Like when it didn't occur to me, I feel like one of the reasons the world is different now, you know, like the way that we talk about politics and it seems like the way that we talk about everything, uh, social issues is different. It made a switch at some point. And I think it's because we all kind of woke up at one point and was like, wait a minute. I'm being marketed to like everybody. was <laughs> like, Hey, these are ads. These ads aren't aren't uh, they don't. They don't. I don't think that they have pure motives. <laughs> and um, shit, what was I fucking? What were we talking about? Oh yeah, uh, the Colin shows. Talk. Yeah, the Colin shows. I, I when I was a kid, I didn't even notice how manipulative and shitty it is. It's like a doctor, and even even if they're a doctor, 
let's say it's even it's like someone named Dr. Feelings and they're a psychiatrist. Let's say that that's true. They actually have that doctorate. It still is shitty to do it over the radio. You can't see their face. You're only talking to them for fucking 30 seconds. You can't get a feeling for them at all. You don't know them. You don't know their backstory. You don't know anything else about their life. And they're like, I got dumped. And they're like, here's exactly what you need to do. Here, right. And uh, what you need to do is you need to move. You need to leave your house. And... <laughs> Sell your fucking house and get a new job. Sell your house, new job, and uh, keep hanging out with uh, your friend Kristen, but everyone else is out. And they're like, got it. (laughs) And it's also like duress is a real thing. And it's like, how do you feel like advice you got in front of a million people is going to sink in in a healthy Mm -hmm. way, sight unseen? It's like it's such and it's also you're just selling uh, cars and beer anyway in between it. It's like it's not really a. Yeah, that is Frazier ruin the world. And I'll say it right yes. now. Fuck Frazier. <laughs> this is why I think actually Loveline was so popular and maybe gets a pass. Because if you go back and listen to or watch Loveline, at least what I from what I remember, Dr. Drew, his whole perspective was just be good to yourself. His advice literally was like be kind. <laughs> and in the nineties we still hadn't um talked about therapy much and there was still a lot of stigma around it and people would like judge feelings a lot and so somebody would call Loveline and be like uh yeah hi Dr. Drew okay um so my boyfriend um yells at me every day and <laughs> won't have sex with me and makes me sleep in the basement but I love him what should I do and Dr. Drew would be like well I would recommend um rethinking your life because it seems like you keep putting yourself in situations in which you are abused and they would be like "Mm, i don't know and then you know striker or whatever his fucking uh (laughs) striker wasn't it striker from k-rock for a while yeah yeah was his uh sidekick would be like show us your tits (laughs) (laughs) and she would be like i'll do that instead of the other thing um yeah, it's weird how therapy got cool like real fast. Like I remember when I was a kid, it was like the only people that went to therapy that you knew of was Woody Allen. And it's also like I don't think it worked. He married his totally. <laughs> you married your daughter. You should go to therapy every day, Woody. And it was like that. We were like, that's the only guy who's thinking up in his brain. He also and... made like thirty movies about uh, dating your therapist. <laughs> Every movie is is like, can you believe uh, this tiny old ugly man? who can barely talk, fell in love with this beautiful woman who's a therapist and also 19. Yeah. <laughs> and paid to talk to him. <laughs> yeah, ah, totally. Interesting. Yeah. But yeah, now therapy's like way cool. Yeah, dude. It's so fucking, weird. My therapist wears a leather jacket, smokes cigarettes. Real yeah. cool. You know? <laughs> yeah. Mentally stable times at Ridgemont High is what... Uh, the book about my life is going to be called. That's yeah. also a good episode title. I, I, I like that one. <laughs> Mentally stable times at Richmond. I like that. <laughs> oh, I don't know boy. if it's as good as Dr. Feelings, but we got some good titles in the hopper for this one. I hate to pull back uh, the curtain too much uh, for everybody at home, but uh, Caleb Sign and everybody right now, as we're speaking, is drinking a beer. I am. I'm having a Sweetwater 420 strain G13 IPA. It has the most names of any beer. Um, <laughs> I, uh, you can do nothing but read more things it's called. Uh, we should figure out what this beer is called. It makes no sense. Uh, there's a dead fish as the logo. That's a good sign. Great. Um, yeah. I like to have a nice beer during a pike. makes it feel like we're hanging in the old days. Me and you are yes. hanging out at... Uh, it echoes under sunset. We're having a beer. <laughs> man, I miss that place. That place you was do. fucking so great, dude. Loved oh, it. man. Perfect, perfect comedy venue, except I just, uh, I imagine if you're listening, you have never been, you never went to Echoes Under Sunset. Uh, so I think we should describe it. It's like, okay, in my opinion, the perfect comedy venue is a venue that like has its own vibe and feel. And there's like a really good hang there, but the hang is separate from the performance space. Dude, yes, yes. And Echoes Under Sunset had all that perfectly, except he didn't, he wouldn't put a soundproof wall with a door in it between the sides. But still, 
great. It was like a comedy fucking treehouse, dude. It was. Uh, uh, yes, that's a perfect way to describe it. It was they great. Had open I mics all the drunk time. There. Yes. I loved kind of half bombing with new stuff there and then running into you. Bomb Steve Fernandez. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. All the L.A. regular. Like, it was the best. I loved, loved that place. And there, it was like, and it happened to be directly under the interstate. Yes, <laughs> like oh, it was man. somehow eight roads were right over your head. <laughs> it made no sense. There was always like a weird fence you could jump through to go down some stairs. Like it was one of those places where you're like, I can't believe a building is here at all. When they uh, made Echo Park, for some reason they decided that Glendale Avenue or Glendale Boulevard and Sunset Boulevard should not intersect, despite the fact that they're <laughs> <laughs> Two of the biggest streets in the world. It's like, so Glendale Boulevard goes underneath a bridge that is Sunset Boulevard. And this place was basically right there and uh, on the bottom. And, uh, yeah, it was hard to find, and it was a little shithole, and the, the guy who ran it was the sweetest guy. And then, yeah. and then we found out that they did not – not only did they not have any version of a liquor license – They never tried to get one. (laughs) They continuously got cited for it. And then by the end, they just got raided by the fire department like three times. And then they got kicked out, which really sucks because it was just such a fucking great place. And uh, I, man, I had so many fun sets in there. It was one of those places where you went up so many times that it became like home. And then, so I, I find the places that feel like home and that have open mics are the places where I have my like comedy meltdowns. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cuz it's like I know most of the people in the crowd are comics, so I feel more comfortable just like flipping out cuz they all know what it's like. Also, yeah. I go I'm comfortable because it feels like home. And also I go up there so much it's more likely to happen. And I remember one time, <clears throat> dude, I wish I had fucking tape of this. This girl, it was an open mic. Jay Weingarten used to to run an open mic there every Monday that was like the most fun open mic. And it was great, too, because if he knew you and liked your comedy, you didn't have to wait. And there were like a hundred people on the list and he would throw you up here and there. Uh, I mean, not all the time, but he would if he could. And so there would be like a lot of young comics and a lot of good comics and people hanging out and getting drunk. And it was a fun time. And then this girl who was a newer comic but I think some people had told her she's great or something. She seemed she seemed to like have a lot of entitlement with comedy right away. And which is shocking to me because when I started comedy, I fucking I was terrified of everyone. I also wanted to be them. I didn't think I deserved to belong. I didn't think I deserved anything. So I was scared to go up. And right. so if, if I went up, I would be like, eh, and it wouldn't come any anywhere close to being like, this is my stage. Like, it just didn't happen. Right, so right. This girl's on stage running the fucking light, running the light. <laughs> and it's all, I don't remember what the material was. And she has one friend in the front laughing and everyone else. And it's fine. Everybody bombs in there. Who cares? But she's, everybody gets a three minute set and she's at like six minutes. And I'm next. And nobody likes to be mean, so they're lighting her and lighting her and lighting her, which, if you don't know, lighting means, like, you hold up your phone to show a light. That means you have one minute left. And they gave her the light, like, five times. And so she's run the light by, like, five minutes, and then she goes, can I do one more? And then everybody in the room just yelled, no! And then whoever was hosting was like, it's fine, do one more. And we were like, fuck, dude. And, uh, And then... She did like another two minute bit. So she ended up doing like a 10 minute set. And I'm just very frustrated because we all it's 100 people and we all get three minutes. So we're waiting. It's a four hour open mic. So we're like waiting, like do your three minutes and I'll watch. But then get the fuck off stage. Yeah. (laughs) Even if you hit four minutes, we're not going to hate you. Mm -hmm. But like, holy shit. So anyway, um, she gets off stage and I'm like you know, frustrated, but it's like this shit happens and I'm trying to let it go. So I go on stage, I pull out my notebook. I do half a joke and I shit you not. The girl starts loudly talking in the front row with her friend. So I was like, you look at me. Here are the rules of comedy. And and it was so funny because I've like, I'm not that guy. I don't 
they're, no, I, no. I don't talk about rules. I don't tell people how to live, but I just flipped out. And I was like, here are the fucking rules. Number one, do not talk during a comedy show especially if you're a comedian we all shut up during your fucking set and she was like uh and i was like rule number two do not heckle a comedian especially if you're a comedian yeah i'm just like yelling and lecturing her and i dude it's funny i don't remember what the rest of the rules were i'm just literally like fucking flipped out hit the roof and i was like don't run the light here's what a light is and then i i just got to the point where i was so angry i was just like we are in a room this is a room in which you do comedy for other people like and then um i got a standing ovation from all the comedians after my set and that girl came up to me and she was like you really yelled at me and i was like i am sorry that i flipped out but i did you were very, 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 very rude to me. And I, I think I was right to be mad. And she goes, you were. And I was like, oh, thanks. And then I saw her a few months later and she came up to me and she goes, hey, do you remember me? And I was like, yeah, I flipped out on you. And she goes, yeah. And I was like, I still think you deserved it. And she goes, I know. <laughs> well- <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, some people don't know the rules. It's really, uh, it's really tough. And I'm just like, well, of course, if you're, you're already the person who would run the light. So that goes, that's a, that is a theme throughout your life. You're right. inconsiderate yeah. and rude. Totally. And so, yeah, you're, you're, you probably got some other problems. I mean, look, I, I, looking back, I don't feel good about like flipping out and yelling at a person who just started comedy. I, I, man, I used to, when I was a young comic, I would do that a lot because people would do like misogynist stuff on stage. And I just thought that was so unfair. And I would like really wig out. And, you know, I'm glad I it's good to call people out. But like doing a a solid flip out is like never fun for the person on the other end, even if they deserve to be called out. So it's not like I am that happy with it. Um, That said, it was your mom. (laughs) (laughs) She loves comedy. Well, I got to tell you, she loves comedy. And she's good at it. That's why she ran the light. She was killing. She was killing. You're allowed to run if you're killing. (laughs) I mean, that's where I learned it. Where I learned it. Um, what the fuck? What were we talking about with Echoes Under Sunset? How did that come up? I don't I remember, no dude. Oh, beer. Drink a beer, dude. Yeah, that's right. Beer, yeah. Beer's Fucking good. Beer, don't forget dude. that. Beer's good. Beer's still good. Still good. I am having a sober January, dude. Oh, shit, dog. Yeah. Nice. And... Is that weed as well? Oh, um, I am not having a sober January. <laughs> I forgot what sober means there real quick. I am not having a sober January. So uh, just no alcohol, no uh mushrooms, no Yeah, yeah. No I stop taking ecstasy every day. No ecstasy, um, no acid. Yeah, I don't inject um, morphine. Um Yeah. Opium. I, You're not sm- smoking opium. Yeah, I'm not smoking salvia. Um <laughs> That drug adrenochrome that only comes from the adrenal gland of a living human being. I don't take that one. What about uh, clove cigarettes, dog? You still chiefing them cloves? <laughs> no, dude, I don't do adrenochrome and I don't do cloves. <laughs> yeah, what about uh, nail polish? Are you are you sniffing nail polish still? Dude, you know I huff paint. I uh <laughs> I, uh, I I don't do nail polish, but I huff paint. Huff paint till I die. That's what I say. And I say it because several of my friends have died. I know. You uh, gotta be careful with the paint. Yeah. And also paint companies. Make it different. Make it to where I can smell it and it'd be fine. <laughs> yeah. And gasoline should be the same thing. Yeah, make it gooder. I if want you, to smell it. If you don't want kids to huff gas, don't make gas get you high. Yeah. And make it smell worse. It smells so good. Yeah. I feel like we should do this. We should give this speech to OPEC. You're yeah. like, hey, we found a flaw in your oil. And yeah, it's yeah, the OPEC. children get high. So maybe think about that. <laughs> pieces of shit. Man. I, uh, OPEC. I, what, I, I, well, I've been thinking about this a lot lately, how like, you know, it's like like I'm glad I'm a comedian and, and, you know, you can decide to do whatever you want in life. But the thing about comedy 
is that like one of the conceits of comedy is that you don't take things seriously mm-hmm. and that's like good for the comedy itself but but um it it sort of makes you approach life in an unfair way and it's like why we have all these dickhead comedians that are like why is it bad when i said that thing that was bad you know <laughs> i <laughs> You know what I mean? Like we like start to develop this opinion that we operate by a different set of rules just because we chose a profession that's a little different than everything else. And so I guess I've been thinking lately about how like people quit comedy, like at a certain point you have to, or at least deprioritize it to make money or go start a family or whatever, if it didn't become the thing that was your living. And it's just so funny. Like, I don't know what made me think it is just now, but like taking that attitude to any other job is so funny. <laughs> just like, yeah, I'm the guy who makes copies and I say the N word. What? And then also that <laughs> any other job where you're like, I did every single part of my job wrong today and that's fine. <laughs> and like, fuck no other you job, for not liking that. I failed <laughs> every part of it and I blamed the customer and I still have the job tomorrow. I mean, that is a funny thing. We were talking about batting averages before. Even the best comedian bombs sometimes. And it's so funny that you don't get fired for bombing. Like, it's so bad. When you bomb, you feel bad. Everyone feels awkward. Like, they should get their money back. You shouldn't be paid. Like, it's terrible. Right, and then everybody's just like, yeah, it was tough. (laughs) Shit. Yeah, it's almost like comedy shouldn't even work ever. Like, no one's surprised, you know, when it doesn't go. Everybody's just like, yep. Shouldn't I guess I why, where why did I think it would work at all? Like I mean, maybe it doesn't work. You asked the you asked me the audience member to shut up, pay attention, and relate to one person. I mean the the possibility of that happening between two people is just the the the, the statistic. What's the number? What's the word? I can't think of the word. It's hard. I don't know. But you hear it sometimes. <laughs> comedians in crazy denial. Uh, they'll 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 bomb. And then after they get off stage and go, I don't understand. That joke always works. And I'll go, it does not. It didn't always, it didn't work. <laughs> right. So yeah. other than the times it doesn't work, it works. Like that's, mo- that's every yeah. joke. You're in such insane denial. Uh, I guess I won't count this crowd because they didn't like it. So that, that doesn't go towards the always work column. It's just like, yeah, some, uh, it shouldn't work ever. Why would anyone even believe I was at the store the other day? It's just like the fact that comedy ever works is kudos to crowds for suspending their disbelief even once a year. I can't believe everyone doesn't hate us. And I honestly wish it were like that again. Maybe. I don't know. I remember coming up in comedy and being like, we have a lot of convincing to do of the world that we're good. And now that like people are really invested in comedy, I'm like, this is bad. This is bad. Elon Musk tweeted the other day just the phrase legalized comedy and that's the guy who created paypal why does that guy know about comedy you just made paypal and rockets that go to mars like damn man that's awesome dude just stick with that it's also i shudder (laughs) to think who his favorite comedian is there's no way it's ours there's no way me, you, and Elon Musk all love Maria Bamford. I oh, just man. don't think so. No, well, he wouldn't tweet stupid bullshit like that if he liked <laughs> Maria Bamford. Maria <laughs> Bamford would never be like, would be like, change the rules so you like me. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> Maria's just like, oh, I'll just become more of a genius, I guess. Oh, they yeah. moved the goalposts on me like they always have been. <laughs> well, I guess I'll just be even better now. That's also um, they do that with actual goalposts. Like <laughs> they they've changed the height of of basketball. They've changed the they've changed the three point line to a thing. Like they do that with your literal example. So get, get over used it. to life. Things uh, change. What like you can't move goalposts. <laughs> <laughs> well, how to get there? How the goalposts get there? That's so true, dude. Like what? Wh- how would we react to a quarterback that's like, don't move the goalpost. I can't throw that far. Well, we would all be like, well, you fucking <laughs> suck then. You're a shitty quarterback. Yeah. Fucking stay home, Warren Moon. You find out I hate right. Warren Moon for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like those actors who, who like lost their minds when movies started to have sound in them. And they were just like, no, <laughs> no, no sound in movies. 
<laughs> they keep yeah. adding sound to movies to fuck yeah. with me. It's like, no, they don't. Yeah. Come on. You sound ridiculous. Yeah, I'm really sorry that your job where you make sound effects got a little harder. <laughs> oh, man, dude. I Elon Musk, who would his, his favorite stand-up be? It's, uh, Ooh, dude. Um, it would probably be someone who isn't a stand-up comedian. Like, it would, be, it would be one of those guys who'd be like, my favorite stand-up is Wayne Brady. And you'd be like, well, he's kind of not a stand-up. But that's always my favorite. Somebody else, my favorite stand-up is whose line is it anyway? <laughs> okay. I, I'm going to actually venture a guess that it's Sebastian Maniscalco. <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I went to the store. <laughs> Have you been to the store? Ever been to the store? They oh. sell all kinds of items in there. Oh, do you want a flavor? It's a new flavor. I don't want a flavor. So I get up to the register. I hand him a dollar bill. I take a dollar out of my wallet. I hand it to the guy. <laughs> he he goes, do you want to do Apple Pay? <laughs> I said, do I want to do Apple Pay? <laughs> <laughs> He I, goes, you got to put the chip in the slot. I said, I don't got a chip. And you, you're telling me I got a slot. I'm a man. I'm an innie, not an outie. <laughs> oh, man. Then he says, I, do I want a bag? <laughs> do I want a bag? Why do I look like I want a bag? Here's the thing. You're asking me to do Apple Pay, and I'm buying oranges. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you something. Yeah. Hey, Elon Musk, uh, SpaceX, I got a question for you. Space why? <laughs> I got kids why? to feed. Why Why am I going to pay for a rocket to go to Mars when I can't even get a Volvo to go to Ralph's? <laughs> that's disclosure. That's, that's the <laughs> Good night, everybody. <laughs> Um, well, I think this has been a successful. This is a, this was a good app. This is yeah. a solid episode. Doctor Feelings. We had some classic characters. Might make a return. Uh, stay tuned. While simultaneously being truly devoid of any tangible content, which I think hey. is the real goal. Truly devoid of any <laughs> tangible content. That's going in the episode title, Hopper. That's got to go on one. I think that's got to be the name of our podcast that we're starting. Truly devoid that. of any tangible content. I love that sentence. <laughs> yeah, it sounds nice. It really rolls up the tongue. I guess it's a sentence fragment, but I, I like it. Uh, we had we had fun with Sebastian. We had fun with uh, Doctor Feelings. Other... Yeah, yeah. It was good. We had um, some good stuff going. Oh man. yeah, tweet. Don't forget to tweet at Dave and <laughs> tell him you love him unconditionally. Um, thank you so much. And yeah, truly, like we're, we get silly and dumb, but uh, thanks for having fun with us. But please, uh, and we we like. I'm like really being adamantly serious. Please stop tweeting at Steph and Eli while you're at it. Yeah, don't they, don't tweet at Steph. She asked anymore. us not to, and we yeah. should respect that. So yeah, but you're the best though. Thanks. And for we fun. are afraid of her, and you should be too. That's yeah. another thing to keep in mind. She's my mom, and she's Caleb's dad, and uh, <laughs> she's <laughs> we're scared of her. So uh, she's funnier than both of us, as we say every week. Right. She's the funniest she is, comedian she on planet Earth. One of the best in the biz. Um, also, uh, one of my favorite human beings, and I love her dearly. So, um, hell yeah! And I'm afraid, and her angry texts will turn into a fist fight one day. Yes, and she'll win. Uh, yeah, she's very strong. It won't be a fight. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so tweet. You love Dave unconditionally. Do not tweet Eli and Steph. Uh, you can tweet at me. I'm trying to think. What did I say earlier? What they should tweet at me? I can't remember. Uh, I don't. I don't remember. I don't remember. Um, tweet, Caleb. I don't remember. <laughs> tweet at me. I don't remember. And then a picture of, of the most random picture you can think of Great. with I don't remember. And that's how we'll know uh, you're listening. Thanks for playing along. Uh, I love you. At Dumb Caleb on Twitter. At Caleb Sinon on Instagram. Give I'm, me a shout. I'm at Dave to the Russ on everything. Uh, I got another podcast called Good Heroin. He's got another podcast called Canceled. Um, oh, yeah. And, you know, uh, hopefully we'll all get vaccinated by summer and we'll be able to do some shit in person. So be good. Hell yeah. Oh, dude. Hell yeah. Now I'm excited. Yeah, me too, dude. Uh, I think this is more of an acoustic theme oh, song. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely acoustic. 
chilled back. Oh, yeah. yeah. And if you can, listen to this podcast outside. <laughs> Acoustic outdoor, please. Yeah. I know it's already over, but re-listen outside. It, Through, it really, uh, the riffs hit hard. Yeah. And play it, go to a park and blast it. Not in headphones. Just like yes. fucking yes. get a subwoofer, you know, get your ride pimped. And get then your ride play, pimp. <laughs> and then play it out of that. Um, yeah. All right. Uh, bye. We love you. What's it called? What's it called?